media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Hey, good morning. It's a good day. It is a good day. Um, I hope this goes well. We'll see. Um, I, I woke up early this morning and I changed some stuff. Um, so I don't know if that's ever good or bad, but we'll see what happens. Um, but just on a, on a whole side note, last week Bobby prayed for us, um, for us, Sherry and I, and I serve, and um, we won an award, and so we had to get dressed up. And so, that's weird. I had to wear pants twice <laughs> last week. Um, but the big topic of conversation was, what was I going to have on my feet? <laughs> right? And so, today, I have them on. Thursday night, I was not allowed to have them on. So, I had to put on socks and dress shoes. Right? So, in case a couple choir and minds wanted to know, Thursday night, I had on pants, socks, and shoes, Andy Crawford. Um, so we jumped into Acts last week, and Bobby opened us up Acts one through uh, Acts one one through five, and he kind of talked about three touch points that he said are his themes that he kind of pulls in, and the Holy Spirit, the church, and missions. Okay, the Holy Spirit, church, and missions. We're going to touch on all three of those today. So if you have your Bibles or you got your phone app. Go to Acts 1, 6 through 11. Um, if you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you a Bible. So if you don't have one, hey, don't worry about it. We'd love to get you one. So if you want to see me afterwards, I'd love to bless you with a Bible. Um, but Sherry, I thought that would be larger in the back. Um, it is. Oh, there we go. Hallelujah. When you get 51, everything goes out. So, thank you. Um, Acts 1, 6 through 11. Um, so, I don't know what translation you use, like this morning. I know some of y'all, it's going to be a shocker. I'm not using Amplified. I'm using NLT today. Um, but I encourage you, when you study, to kind of use some different translations so you can see some different words. Um, I'm not the sharpest crayon or the brightest bulb in the box, so sometimes I need some different translations um, to kind of help me with some understanding. So this morning I'm going out of NLT, but some of the verses you will hear later will be out of ESV, will be out of Amplified, because I like the context and, and, and the kind of verbiage that they used. So Acts 1, 6-11. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking Him, Lord, has the time come for You to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into the cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained 
to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing there, staring into heaven? Jesus was taken, Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way he saw, you saw him go. Tell me, Father, Lord, thank you for today. Lord, thank you for your written word. Thank you for, for encouraging, for, for giving these words to men to write so we could have this, so we could be witnesses. Lord, let everything come out of my mouth be of you and not of Jeff. Lord, help us, guide us, direct us. Lord, stretch us today. Lord, stir our hearts for the lost. Stir our hearts to change where we're at. Lord, we love you and we praise you. All God's people said, amen. We don't, um, we usually don't talk a lot about the ascension of Jesus very much at church or even around the water cooler today, right? We talk a lot about maybe Easter, Christmas. We really don't talk about the ascension much. Um, today we'll look at three kind of ideas of why, why this is so important. And why Acts 1, 6-11 is important. And as Bobby mentioned last week, so Acts is written by Luke. So Luke wrote Luke, and then Luke wrote Acts. Uh, and so it's like we're in the second novel. We're in the second novel right now. Um, but the first one is it gives us an idea of why the kingdom is so important, or it gives us a different perspective of who's in charge, why they're in charge, and what's it doing. Um, the disciples kept asking, right? They repeatedly asked about the restoring of the of, of God or Israel while they were out the Mount of Olives. Um, they were li- looking for a literal overthrow. They were looking for the Roman Empire to be blasted out and everything go back to the way it was, right? And so they couldn't understand. They couldn't see far ahead, just like the song we sang, hey, I might not be able to see the future, Right. They couldn't see the future because they couldn't get past what was happening. And we are like that in so many instances where we are a microwave society. We want it now or we don't want it. Right. And they couldn't understand what was happening. So they were looking for the little overthrow of the Roman government and rule, wanting things back to the old way. Um, And then in verse seven, where he comes he replied, the Father alone has this authority. God the Father is in control. Always has been, always will be in control. And it's Old Testament fulfillment. So Jesus brought the new covenant in in Luke twenty two twenty. In Luke twenty two twenty, he brought in the new covenant. So after supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So that's the new covenant where Jesus brought it all together. In the Old Testament, it showed why this and how this was going to happen. When we look at Jeremiah 23, 8, Jeremiah 23, 8, it says, Instead, they will say, As surely as the Lord lives, who brought the people of Israel back to their own land, from the land of the north and from all the countries to which he had exiled them, then they will live in their own land. So once again, the disciples kept saying, hey, when is this going to happen? When are we going to get to go back home? Right? When are we going to, this is going to be our land. And in Ezekiel 37, 26, same thing. 
And I will make a covenant of peace with them, an everlasting covenant. I will give them their land and increase their numbers, and I will put my temple among them forever. So once again, Luke's talking about a new covenant. The Old Testament is talking about the new covenant that's coming. And the disciples were just confused. They just wanted everything back to normal. Um, and the disciples and us, we do not need, need to know the exact timing of things. Who thinks they need to know the exact timing of things? I raise my hand. I like to know. I like to be in control. Um, but, you know, sometimes I ask the question of the day in the back for the kids or, or, or to the youth. And, and, you know, like this one always gets, would you want to know, would you, would you want to know how you die or when you die? Right? And, and that's a tough one. Right? And, and so these are the things that, hey, the timing is not up to us. It's up to God the Father. He's in control. He's got it all. But the crazy part is if we did know some of this, would it change what we do? Right? Would it, would it change our, the importance of sharing the gospel? Would it change if you knew when you were going to die, would you do some things differently? Of course. Because you knew when you were going to die. It's not up to us to know. Okay? The second point is the power of evangelism and the plan for local and world missions. Right? The power of evangelism and the plan for local and world missions. So in 8, in 8 he says, But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Um, in verse 8, just think about this. Jesus is handing off the mission to 11 somewhat uneducated men and seven of them were fishermen. That's going to go great, isn't it? That just, I mean, it just sounds like that's the plan that every business guy has. You know, let's just give it to the people that they have no earthly idea what they're doing and let's let them run with it. And, and not only that, um, we'll get to that. So receive power. The Greek word is dunamis. It's mentioned 117 times in the New Testament. Dunamis, or power, represents the kind of power that is an inherent force. It flows from a person to give them the ability to do supernatural things like miracles or morally excellent acts. Right? So inherent means that it is always with us. Right? We need to understand that. That once you put your trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is there forever. Right? We can't leave the Holy Spirit at home. Like we leave our phone at home often, right? Or maybe leave a kid at home sometimes. This happened. Um, but you can't leave the Holy Spirit. That is the promise. That's the power. The disciples and us thought, think, that it would have been a lot better if Jesus stuck around a little bit longer to help with his mission. Maybe he would have recruited more than 11 people. That's my thought. Like, hey man, it's a big world out there. Can't you get a few more to come in with us? Um, but, but crazier than that, I, I've heard it said a lot and I've said it. Um, many of us think or would say that, hey, it's better for Jesus to be beside us, right? He would, you know, I would act differently if he was right here. No, you wouldn't. Let's just be real. No, you wouldn't. Maybe for a minute and then we'll take over. But think about this. The power, the Holy Spirit is coming. It's better for him to live inside of us than to live next to us. 
Think about that. When you ate that bad burrito, you knew it was inside of you. Right? When it was beside you, it was okay. Just saying. I know. I don't know. That wasn't in my notes. I apologize. (laughs) Think about that. It is better for him to live inside of us than to do life with us. Right? It's better for him to live inside of us. John 16, 7. John 16, 7 says this. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't, if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. The comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit. That's what we got because he left. There's nothing better than that. With the Holy Spirit, the disciples, with the Holy Spirit, the disciples, we lack no resources to get the job done effectively. He gave the disciples everything they needed to share the gospel. Think about that. They had everything they needed at Pentecost. Boom. Just like that. And I think this is the scary part. And and many people are scared of the Holy Spirit. He gave the disciples everything they needed to share the gospel. Everything. At inception, boom, they had it. Guess what? Us as well. When you put your trust in Jesus, bam! I know that won't be good on live stream or whatever. You get it all. You get it all. When the Holy Spirit came, it brought several beneficial results for the disciples and us today. So as we talked about in Acts 1-8, the the main verse we're in, but when you receive the Holy Power, when you receive power, when you receive the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. So more effective, more effectiveness in witnessing and ministry, Acts 1-8. Then it gives us proclamation of the gospel, right? Matthew 28-19, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but that's the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 19. Three, the power for victory over sin. Galatians 2, 20 says this. So we get more effectiveness, proclamation, or we get to proclaim the gospel, Power over victory, power for victory over sin, Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In me. We go right back. He's in us, not beside us. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Once again, he's living inside of us. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
Power over sin. Power for victory over Satan and demonic forces. We go to Ephesians 6, 11 and 12. It's talking about the armor of God. Ephesians 6, 11 and 12. Put on all of God's armor, not a little bit. Put on all of it. I had to go to the wars banquet. I had to put on all of it. Shoes and socks. Silly. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are fighting not against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Victory over Satan and demonic forces. That's because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Um, A wide distribution of gifts gifts for ministry. 1 Peter 4.10 and this is where some of y'all, I mean, you know, we get all kind of worried. Oh, spiritual gifts, speaking in tongues or healing. And hey, it's in the Bible. I didn't make it up. It's right here. Don't yell at me. It's here. First Peter 4.10. Just as each one of you received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability to graciously give, an ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, verified gifts and abilities granted by granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. So once again, First Peter four ten. We are when when the, when the Holy Spirit came, gifts, spiritual gifts, were given out. We will be a witness. We'll be a witness. Um. We will be witnesses, not a suggestion, right? Says you will be. Hey, Sam, I put that. There's a little picture in there that says witnesses, right? Witness. We will be witnesses. It's not a suggestion. It says you will be. Okay? We don't have the option, right? We will be. And in several places in Acts, um, it talks more about being what? Being, being or what they witnessed, right? Acts 2.32. And we'll look at these in the coming weeks um, as, we, as we go through the book of Acts. But Acts 2.32. God raised Jesus from the dead and we were all witnesses of this. Once again, you saw it. They saw it. They knew what happened. And they could talk about it. They could be a messenger. They could be an advocate. They could be an ambassador for it. Acts 3.15, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Once again, they're witnesses. They saw it. Acts 5.32, we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. Once again, we will be witnesses. Not a suggestion. It's what will be. What kind of witness are you? I'm sure Andy looks for great witnesses in his line of work. Right? What kind of witness are we going to be? All believers. We are all able, but are we willing to be witnesses? Think about that. We all are able, but are we willing? All believers. We all are able, but are we willing? Um, and then in, in the last of eight, it talks about um, 
will return to or go spread the gospel. Um, you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, into the ends of the earth. So in Acts, in Jerusalem are kind of verses 1 through 7. That's where he's talking about Jerusalem. Judea and Samaria are verses 8 through 12. And then the ends of the earth, uh, verses are 13 through 18. Okay, so that's where we're going over the next several weeks as we look at what we're talking about. And obviously that, I read it already out of Matthew 8, Matthew 28, 19 is the great commission that go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then the third kind of why the ascension and everything that happened around that time is important. It gives us the promise of Jesus' return, right? The promise that he is coming back. Um, in verse 9, when we look, when we look at verse 9, um, after saying this, he was taken up into the cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. I just wrote, amazing sight. Can you imagine what that looked like? I don't know. Sherry and I are from Florida, and I, I know some of y'all probably have gone down and when the space shuttle, when it first happened, you know, when they first started those launches. I mean, there was, the sight was just amazing. I mean, you could feel the ground rumble. You just see it go up, and you just watch it all the way, right? And you could see it, no matter if you're in Orlando or if you're over at Port Canaveral, it was a sight to see. And he's... They're talking to them, and then he just goes up in a cloud. I mean, I don't know what, you know, kind of weird, but hey, the book, the the Bible is all about mystery. And that's, uh, God the Father resurrected Jesus from the dead, and he raised him up to come and sit at his right hand. God the Father is in total control. I don't know what's going on in your life today, but I just want to reassure you, God is in control. And and I want to tell you something else. Nobody's probably told you this week. Well, it's Sunday, so maybe nobody's told you this week. Or maybe nobody told you last, last week. Hey, God loves you. God loves you. I don't know where you are, what's going on in your life, sickness, relationship issues, money issues, health issues. Who knows what? God loves you. When I was up studying early this morning, um, I heard... The God of the, the God that created the universe knows my name. It's going to be a good day. That's it. Well, I mean, come on. The God, the God that made the universe knows your name. How can it not be a good day? Pretty simple. But God the Father is in control. I didn't ask you nothing. Um. The use of a cloud in Scripture is often associated with the presence of God. I know Ricky talked about, in Daniel, it talked about a cloud. Uh, Luke talked about it in Luke 9. Um, in Luke 24, 50 and 52, it says this, Then Jesus led them to Bethany, and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. He blessed them. So I'm going to give you all an inside, inside tip. Y'all are blessed. Pretty simple. We live a life like we're not blessed. 
because we worry about the stuff that's going wrong instead of looking at all the blessings that we have. Right? Then Jesus led them to Bethany, lifting his hands to heaven. He blessed them. And then the person they walked life with for three years just leaves them. And they returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. I don't know what joy was in that. The guy that was leading the mission, he's gone. Uh, a little bit weird to me. Um, two men, two angels appeared and stood by them. The angels reassured them, comforted them, and probably scared them. Just saying. I don't know. But they needed reassurance. And then we go into verse 11, where... Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing there staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Um, The angels are trying to get them to understand that there's work to do. Don't look at what just happened. Jesus left you with missional work. Promise that Jesus will return just like he left. Same body, same Messiah, same Son of God, and visible to see. Right? That's the promise that we are given. He's coming back. That's the promise. Revelations 1-7 says, Revelations 1-7, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes, nations of the earth will mourn over him, realizing their sin and guilt and anticipating the coming wrath. So it is to be. Amen. It gave the disciples some comfort of what will happen in the future. It gave them comfort. The second coming will not be the same as his first coming. Let's just be real. He came as a baby to change the world. He is coming to judge the world this next time. Does this scare you? Does this energize you? Does this stir up questions for you? He's coming to judge the world. Plain and simple. So with all this, what do we do? Right? What do we do with all this? What do we do? James 1.22 says this. But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning Contrary to the truth. James 1.22 But prove yourselves doers of the word. So what do we do? We have the information. We have the Holy Spirit. If you put your trust in Jesus, you have everything you need. So what is, what is your, what is our, what is my purpose as a believer? What is my purpose? To be on mission for Jesus Christ. 
every day, all day, be on missions for Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. So it's plain and simple. You know, we can start local right here. Volunteer at church. Hmm. That's a novel idea. Right? Kids church, nursery workers, the sound booth, the praise team, VBS. You ain't got to go nowhere. It's right here. Right? Those are some opportunities. Then we have local ministry. I heard of this ministry called I Serve Ministries. I don't know. I heard they're pretty good. Um, some of y'all go to it. Y'all can speak more about it than I can. Some of y'all do that. Local ministry. I Serve Ministries. Become a mentor in the school systems. Legacy youth mentoring. Guys, they need you. There's a waiting list this long, plus some. 30 minutes a week or 30 minutes every two weeks. Go love on a kid. Be an encouragement to them. It's right here. It's in your local area. You got 30 minutes. We need women too, but we need more men because there's a lot of women. And young men need a man to walk beside them. They do. Lindsay's Youth Mentoring, come talk to me. I got four of them. And some days I feel like I'm failing. That's local ministry. National ministry. We're going to Utah. Share the, share the gospel. Go up on the Appalachian Trail. Share the gospel. There's all, cha- there's all kind of local national missions. Then we got worldwide ministry. Right? Go overseas to love on and share the gospel. We have a few families here that that's what they've done. They spent years overseas loving on people, sacrificing to share the good news of the gospel because they want to be doers of the word. Right? So what do we do? What do we do? The ascension showed, taught us about the importance of the kingdom. Evangelism and missions and the promise of His return. These things should comfort us as as we try to live out our purpose. They shouldn't be a burden. They shouldn't be a yoke on us. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. This should be easy. Just go do it. Um, So I have a challenge for us. To be on mission for Jesus. So God is so cool how he works. So cool. And I made a, <laughs> I made a mistake last week. We had a food giveaway and it was supposed to rain, um, all, all Saturday. It was supposed to rain and we're at a new location and there's not a lot of shelter. So I was scared we were going to get wet. And I'll be the first one to tell you, Jeff Grant has a little faith on rainy days. Okay. I'm just going to be honest, transparent. Fire me if you want. I'm just being real. So I stay up most of the night on rainy food truck nights. I don't know why. I roll over, look at my phone. It's still green or maybe yellow or red. Oh, this is going to be fun. Right? And um, we get there. And it's raining a little bit when we were driving to Athens. Truck gets here about 630 we start unloading, and there's no rain. Radar still says rain. No rain. So we're 
keeping everybody up under the little shelter, trying to keep the food and our neighbors dry. Still going, no rain. Eight o'clock, no rain. Nine o'clock, no rain. Nine thirty, couple drops. Nine forty-five, gully washer. But guess what? We finished at nine fifteen. You know, I say all that to say, how are we going to go out there and do stuff? And Jeff has little faith. And the Lord told me a couple weeks ago, Jeff, I created the rain, so why do you complain? You're right, Lord. But I still do. I'm a sinner saved by grace. All right? He's told me, Jeff, I created it, so why do you complain? But but what I, long story short, so we can get out of here so I can eat lunch before everybody else. Um is so back in the back the kids last week we looked at at Jesus wants us to serve and so they made some little sheets um, that we're going to stuff in bags so I bought stuff because I knew I was going to be in here teaching that they were going to be back there so they're stuffing bags right now so we can take to our first responders uh, the fire department the police department just a little goodie bag with some stuff they probably don't want you need to eat but junk food's good right so and then they got the coin um, that we've given out, the uh, body of armor, suit of armor. And um, and so that was their plan. And then so we get a call this week, and um, a local school, a local school um, packed a whole bunch of, like, care bags. And I'm like, Lord, you are so good. All the time, but I forget that sometimes. Okay, so I went and picked these up um, Friday, and I said, man, this is right. And while I was driving back with them, the Lord said, hey, you're going to give those out Sunday. Okay, so this is my little challenge to y'all, right? So there's a whole bunch, I don't know, maybe a hundred. So take one, if there's more, come get another one. Um, if there ain't enough, I'll bring some more next week. Um, but this local school, not faith-based, Local public school, high school. I've gone there to speak a few times about what we do, and and they like it. But they created they created these little care bags. So my challenge to you to be on mission this week is to take one of these, put it in your car, okay. And as you're driving around, as you're going someplace, you see somebody that might need this. You got to stop. And the worst part is. You got to talk to them, right? You can't text them. You probably could, but you're not, okay? No Snapchatting them, no X now, no none of that. You got to verbally talk to them. And then you get to hand them a bag and say, hey, Jesus loves you, and so do I, right? So that's going to be your challenge. That's going to be your challenge, Um as 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 we go forward this week, okay, is that as as Ricky and the team gets ready to sing and, and play, I'm gonna pull these to the front right here, okay, and while we're while we're worshiping, if you want to come up, keep singing though. If you want to come get one, come get one. And once again, it's not a suggestion, okay. I'm. I don't have the power to command, but I'm highly encouraging um, for you to come get one, okay? And then 
on a whole nother note, I know I say this when I get the opportunity to preach. I, I want all of us to understand this. We are a family. Okay? We might not know all the skeletons in each other's closets, but we are family. And there's nothing special about right here. Nothing special at all. Okay? We actually took the steps off so it's less special. Okay? Um, but I didn't grow up in church. I knew nothing about God. But prayer changes things. And as a world, we've stigmatized it to mean something's wrong in your life. And that's so wrong. That's so of the devil. Because we got to lift each other up. There's blessings out there that need to be prayed about and glorified. There's true health issues that need to be prayed for. There's true relationship issues that prayer will change. But we're scared to walk to the front because Eric might think something less of me that Jeff Grant's jet life is jacked up. But I'll be the first one to tell you, my life is jacked up. I'm holding on to his coattails. That's all I got. But as a church family, we need to pray together. We need to bond. We need to stop playing church. That's what Acts 1 is telling us about. You we have the power. And like I said, not to freak anybody out. Some of y'all might have the power of healing prayer. But we're scared to step into it because people will think differently of us. Or if I pray for someone to get healed, they don't get healed, then I'm a fraud. Wrong answer. God the Father is in control. He determines who gets healed. But we're supposed to pray. So as, and I know I called him up here way too early, so I apologize team. I never know where things are going. But as we worship, as we close this out, as we pray, I'll be down here. Miss Sherry will be down here. If more people come, Mr. Andy will be down here. If more women come, Miss Colleen will be down here. We're going to pray today. Because that's what we're called to do. So as they're singing, I'm going to pull these baskets here. Keep singing. If you want to come and get one. No, if you don't. You are going to come get one so we can be missional as we go out there. But if anybody needs prayer, we'll be down here. And don't let the stigmatism of somebody thinking your life is messed up keep you from coming down here. Because there's places, there's things to be glorified. Maybe you got a check in the mail this week. Maybe somebody's healed from cancer. We don't know. We just want to glorify God. I tell me, Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for how you love us. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings you give us. Lord, we thank you for saving a wretch like me. Lord, we thank you for an axe church. Lord, we thank you for the power, the dunamis. Lord, the inherent power that can't be left behind. Lord, use Cornerstone like never before. Lord, let this church be a city on a hill, a lighthouse. Lord, there's a new subdivision with 300 homes going up 
a football field away. Lord, as we drive by it, let us pray for those homes before they're even built. Let us pray for those families. Lord, let us be missional where we're at. Lord, let us come. Lord, use us in a mighty way. Lord, we love you and we praise you. All God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.